What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 248 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening. However you're making that happen, I do appreciate it, y'all. There are at least a couple of exciting new additions coming to the Alberta barbecue landscape over the next couple of months, and I'm excited to have the man behind one of them on the show this week. Craddy Shack Southern Barbecue is a food trailer operation set to open its doors for business in Red Deer the first week of May. Enjoy the conversation here with Aaron Craddock as we talk about his journey into the barbecue business. And stay tuned over the next few weeks for some more new barbecue, Alberta barbecue updates. Speaking of Alberta barbecue, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Motley Q. Not only does Motley Q offer a great lineup of award-winning rubs and sauces, they also teach some of the best barbecue classes going. Visit www.motleyq.ca, click on the Classes tab to see the full schedule. There are a number of full-day classes to choose from, like King of the Grill, a great class for beginners, and Big Game Prep, which are great for tailgating or hockey playoff parties. In addition to those full-day classes, they have a selection of micro-classes upcoming, including brisket, steak, ribs, and more. I had the pleasure of taking a class with Big Joe and Jess a couple of years back, and it was a very entertaining experience with tons of great food and loads of knowledge. Again, the website is motleyq.ca. That's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A. Click on the Classes tab to find the schedule of classes coming up in Edmonton and elsewhere. I'm always excited to see a new barbecue business opening up here in Alberta. So when my pal Travis from the Two and Out CFL podcast messaged me last week about a new food truck opening up in Red Deer, I was all over it. I've been following my guest for a while now, and I'm looking forward to sharing his story here with you this week. Aaron Craddock from Craddy Shack Southern Barbecue out of Red Deer, Alberta, is my guest. Aaron, welcome to Canada's Barbecue Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Hey, awesome. I'm uh, really excited to see what... Uh, what you got going on there? I'll throw uh, for folks the Instagram at Craddy Shack Southern Barb BBQ. Uh, give them a follow. Uh, Aaron's question I ask everybody right off the top is, "What does barbecue mean to you?" Oh man, for me it goes back a long time. Um, I've been a cook my whole life, and uh, I discovered through Southern Barbecue back in '09. Okay, on a trip down to Texas, nice. and it kind of just became a hobby of mine. Yep. And I always did into barbecue, smoking, whenever I could. I was only home so often with my last job. Yep. And when uh, COVID hit, I had this idea. I'm like, I'm going to start a food truck. Yep. And uh, I was going to start it in 2020, and glad I didn't. Yep. Probably best, <laughs> yep. Uh, things changed. Yep. Uh, but to me, it's it's a culture. Yeah. It's an art form. It's family. Okay? It's it's something that takes time and everybody's craft is different. And that's what I love about it is yeah. there's not one set way to do it, anything in barbecue. There's hundreds of ways. Yeah. Different methods, different uh, flavors, everything, right? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Uh, Red Deer home for you originally or where are you from? No, nope, born and raised in BC, born in the Kootenays. Okay, nice. And then I've been in Alberta since 2004. All right on. What's the, uh, what's the day job for you? Food trucking now. Yeah, now uh, is, is this going to be a full time thing for you? Yeah, I gave up my uh, cushy chemistry job. Okay. And, uh, well, 
I'm, I'm balls in, man. You're all in. All right. Well, that's uh, exciting and a little scary, I'm sure. So, I've, I don't know if I could swear on here, but I'm oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you do a little music on the side as well? Yeah, I got a band called uh, Totem and Tusk. Yep. We're a two-piece acoustic group, and we've been together for two years. And we actually just got a letter last month that one of our singles has reached number three on the top ten Indigenous Canadian countdown. Oh, right on. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That was exciting news. That is. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Right on. Excited. What sort of uh, music are you? We you are we're an acoustic duo. We're yep. acoustic, folk rock, blues. Okay. Yeah. You doing Both playing gigs in and around the Red Deer area, or what do you... Well, we play a show every... Twice a month, give or take. Okay, all right on. Awesome. You in trouble? Yeah, no doubt, eh? Yeah. You got some uh, little ones at home, you were saying? We had to... I have three, three. kids keep me on my toes. Two yeah. girls and a boy. That's a handful. Yeah, age five and two. Hey, yep. Yeah, I uh, got two girls, and they're 19 and just about 17, so things have, e- things have eased up, yeah. I'm scared for that age. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it all it's different. Yeah, the nineteen year old she's actually living out in PEI now, so uh um still uh, still stress and stuff, just not the uh the everyday uh right in it, but just not being there for her makes it tough, right? But uh yeah, the teenage years are uh, can be a little scary. So Are you from the East Coast originally? No, I'm from uh, I grew up in Winnipeg. The I've been out here for twenty eight years though, and the girls grew up here, but uh she just wanted to uh Try something different. Want to be a bit near the water, so. Never been to the East Coast. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, I went out. Uh, went out in October to visit her, and uh, yeah, beautiful, uh, beautiful spot and nice area. So, pretty cool. She's working as a butcher out there, actually. So. Ah, uh, you must be proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where does the the food, the cooking, the barbecue interest come from for you? Like you, you talked about Texas, but have you always been into food and cooking? Well, my my heritage, my culture is Russian. Okay. And I was raised by my mom and my grandma, primarily. Yeah. You know, I have my I have my stepdad as well. Yep. And he's one of my best friends, but a lot of it was my baba and my mom, and my baba was a chef. Yep. So I was always around food, and they used to call me the Gipper when I was a kid because I eat anything. Yep. So, and then when I was fifteen, my mom wanted me to be a chef, so she put me into Vancouver School of Culinary Arts. Oh wow. And I went into that. Did that for three years. And I never became a chef after that. That was enough. Kind of cooked as a hobby. Yeah. Tried to line the thing. They didn't like it. So things have changed. You know, of course, I know. Sure. 18 at that age. I'm yeah. 37 now. So a lot's yep. changed in yep. years. Um, but yeah, cookies always been in my family. So it's something I've always enjoyed. I have always enjoyed cooking for people. I've always enjoyed entertaining yep. in an aspect. So I kind of think food trucking might be the, the way to go. And yeah. I'm in Red Deer. You're in Calgary? I'm in Calgary, yep, yep. So, you know, you've got some great barbecue joints in Calgary. Yeah, we do. We're, we're blessed here. Really? So, yeah. um, but in Red Deer, we've got nothing. Right? Yeah. In Red Deer, you know, majority of Alberta beef is raised in the central Alberta region. Yeah, you're uh, right in the middle of it. So. Yeah, before it's shipped off anywhere for processing. Mm-hmm. So I look at this. This is the beef mecca yeah. of Canada. Yep. And there's no good barbecue where I'm at. Yeah. Like, we have... You know, they have Montana's, but that's a commercial barbecue. Yeah. We have another barbecue joint called Memphis Blues. Yeah, it's a chain, another chain. So it's, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's I've pa- been, but it's, it's nothing pa- that I'm. Yeah, it's passable, right? I had that, right? Like, but it's, 
is commercial, yeah, right? Yeah. There's, in my mind, there's no, uh, no love put into it. Yeah, it's not the same. Uh, you can't call it craft barbecue. It's uh, co- commodity commercialized. So, like I say, commercial joints are commercial joints. Yeah. Then you've got the joints. Like I've been to Jane Bond Barbecue, and there's a lot of love put into that. Absolutely, yeah. And that's what that's what I'm willing to do is yeah. where it's craft, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so there's, no, there's no there's no true barbecue where I'm at, and so yeah. I'm kind of want to be the pioneer to kind of bring it in well that'd be awesome yeah there was uh this is going back a few years uh red boar was it yeah they were great yeah yep i uh went up and did the podcast with them uh you know they closed shortly after that so but uh i'm not sure why because they were good yeah it was uh some business stuff just yeah that's unfortunate yeah it is yeah it happens and you get partners and yeah different things right so uh, you, you talked about going down to Texas and kind of getting that uh, that taste of true Southern barbecue. Uh, w- w- tell me about that experience for you. Well, so my dad was a long haul trucker. Okay, yeah. He's always he was always down in the states, so we got to go with him. Yep. I remember going into an open pit barbecue joint, and I want to say this was maybe twenty years ago. Yeah. And open pit, just a pit right in the middle of the restaurant, and this restaurant was in the middle. Of nowhere, and it looked like something from Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the outside. <laughs> if you go to Texas, right, and you see a joint like that, yeah, you know, it's, they don't care what the building looks like; they yeah. care about the food. Yeah, I went in there and I ordered it was my first time down having like true barbecue down there. I ordered a steak; it was a ribeye, and it wasn't like Canada. Like you order, I ordered a steak up here; it would say like a fourteen ounce ribeye. Yeah, there like ribeye. So I, I should have known I was getting the whole cow. Yeah, yeah. which I. <laughs> And uh, I asked for it, medium rare. It came with like three sides. And they brought me this steak, and it was two inches thick, and it was the size of a textbook. Yep. And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't need the sides. Yeah. I asked for a knife, and they're like, no, you don't need one. I was able to cut that steak. Oh, wow. With a, wow. And it was, it was perfect. And, you know, that was 20 years ago, but that steak was $9 at the time. Yeah. And it was, to this day, it's still one of the best steaks I've ever had. Yep. And then so anytime I was down in Texas afterwards, I was to know as much good barbecue as I can. That's when I got introduced to offset pits. Yep. And uh, I wish I kept my offset pits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Decisions we make, eh? Right. Awesome. Any uh, kind of memorable, uh, was that maybe Salt Lake? Was that where you're at maybe? Or? No, this was just with just outside of Fort Worth. Okay. Of Fort Worth. Um, you know, again, it was just, just over 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I can't save my life. Yep. Um, but that was my first experience with it. And then you know, internet was not what it is then. Yeah. So I did a lot of bad cooks. Sure. Bad yeah. I cook learning where I have, and then the internet has kind of changed things. Books have always liked my books. Yep. Um, but the internet, it's, it's the greatest yeah. tool out there. Oh, yeah, just so for I, learning, right? Getting information. At, uh, you know, like, like, like I go back to the barbecue community, it's a family. Yeah. You can look at you know, big name pitmasters, right? Big Mo. Yeah. Right? Very vocal on his Instagram where anybody could really send him a message and the chance you get in reply yep. is pretty good. Yeah. Even in Canada, like we've got some great ones. Rob Reinhart, yeah. Yep. Uh Mel at Dark Side of the Grill. Yep. Uh mentor, Devin Sweeney, Redneck yep. Kitchen up oh, in Paris. Yep. yep, you betcha. Great guy. Yeah, great. He's my mentor. I talk to him every day. Perfect. We're great friends. Uh, yeah, well and he's doing the food truck thing up there. So good uh good person to be talking to, right? He was one of the most genuine people that I've ever I, t- ever, I ever talked to. Um, I heard about him through a colleague 
Because someone's like, oh, you're start a food truck? You ever heard of Redneck Kitchen? I was like, nope. They're like, up in Terrace. Maybe I reach out to them. So I reached out to this guy on Facebook saying, hey, I'm thinking we'll start a food truck. Any advice? And then he messaged me saying, hey, give me a call. So I was driving to Loose Jaw at the time. It was nighttime. I called him. And we talked on the phone for five hours. Wow. Let me pick his brain yep. on all, all things food truck, which was the most genuine thing. And the day of the conversation, he's like, next spring, you come up here, you bring your family, you come up to Terrace, we'll put you up and you come work with me on the food truck for a week, make sure you really want to do it. And we did. And he opened his door to us. Oh, wow. We opened the door to him. Yep. That's how our community is, right? Absolutely. Yep. No, that's, uh, I love hearing stories like that. That's, uh, I think it's uh, something fairly genuine to, to barbecue is just that openness. Not saying it doesn't happen in other areas, but I think it's a, definitely a barbecue thing for sure. So, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, Rob's a great uh, great friend and a great uh, great resource for the community here. So. Yeah, he's allowed to be yep. part of the society, the KCBS. Yeah. I've traveled in the KCBS, and you know, one day it's, on my list of things yeah no it's uh it's fun i've been doing competing a bit for the last couple of years and uh it's, it's fun yeah it's, yeah it's different though it's it's uh, i've come to the realization that I'm, i i want to make food that people people want to eat right whereas competition barbecue it's a little different so okay. we'll, uh, yeah, like, scaling back I, a bit and, i've never i've never tried to enter one and i'm yep. sure one day i will but well if you ever uh if you ever want to come try and hang out for a competition, you're welcome to join our crew for uh, for a weekend. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're talking about the uh, you know trying to replicate things with the offset and stuff. That was kind of my experience. My my first trip to Texas with work, I went uh, took a weekend uh, day trip up to Taylor, Texas, and went to Louis Mueller uh, barbecue, and they give you this little burnt end sample when you get up to the counter, and I've you know. Nine years later, I'm still trying to make a brisket half that good, you know? So. It's like my boss, there's, there's certain things. Like they, people can give you the recipe. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. Like my bubba's born. I've tried to make it and I followed it to a T, but yep. something's missing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. After the break, Aaron talks about the menu at the new Craddy Shack Southern Barbecue Trailer in Red Deer. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad dressings, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure, with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you're looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. So uh, you doing a lot of you know cooking at home as well, uh, practicing I guess warming and getting ready. Yeah, I did. I've done a few cooks, just getting used to this pit. It's the biggest pit I've ever cooked on. So yep. What uh, uh, hickory? Yeah. Go, go ahead. I was going to ask what you're cooking on. Yeah, uh, ELIB, the rotisserie smoker runs on logs, holds 500 pounds of food. A nice old hickory, you said. 
Yeah, whole hickory. Yeah. E-L-I-B. And uh, the rotisserie aspect is my yeah. favorite part because the meat's just self-based it. Yeah. I'm finding my cooks are, you know, the temp's consistent inside. It holds this temp. Like, it's got the propane as well. Yeah. Right? So, log's done burning, right? Where the temp drops, the propane will kick on, just get that log burning again, and then yeah. the propane cuts off. But, like, my cooks are way more faster. It's just the the, the consistent heat, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like a pellet smoker or an offset, it, it's great. Like, when I do jerky, mm-hmm. my jerky, my backyard pit takes about six hours. Yep. Two hours on this pit. Wow. Just the, yeah, just so, no spikes, right? So just that nice. Yeah. And my briskets the other day, I did six briskets and they were about, I did my 242 degrees and they were done in 10 hours for. It's not bad. Yeah. 15 pounders. Yep. So, and then they rested for about four hours in the, in the warmer there. Yep. Except for mine, because the kids were hungry, so mine yeah. rested for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to eat, right? Sometimes you just got to eat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I did pork shoulder yesterday, and uh, that was good. And I've just been kind of experimenting with some homemade uh, sauces. Mm-hmm. Uh, auto on my truck is nothing's frozen. Everything's fresh. Nice. Right? I'm hand-cutting my fries every morning. I'm making my coleslaw every morning. It's not bagged slaw. Yep. I did a giant batch of pickles yesterday. My beans are homemade. Wow. Um and awesome. my, my sauces and my rubs are all homemade. So, hey, love it. That's uh, you know, that's uh, it, it may take some time, some time for the community to to grasp that, but people are going to appreciate that, right? Yeah, awesome. Um, you, you kind of talked about the why, what the process of getting the truck, the business side of it up and running. Uh, maybe talk about that a little. Why I wanted to do it? Well, you mentioned you kind of covered that earlier, but uh, the process, you know, from from when you had the idea to now, what's what's the process been? Like? Uh, so yeah, so the idea, you know, kind of sparked and like, okay, can you? How hard can it be to start a food truck? I'll tell you one thing: there should be a book, and the cup, the title of the book should be "Starting a Business Is Not Easy and It's Not Cheap." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it can be, but yep. I've never done. But I want I'm I'm OCD, so I wanted things to be right. Yep. Uh, I have looked at various options on maybe doing a truck unit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could just do it with a couple backyard pits. And then I was like, no, I need a big pit. Mm-hmm. But trailer units and put some used ones. And then the cost of used, the market for food trucks right now is mm-hmm. astronomical. Or used ones are going for the same price as new ones if you know where to shop. Right. And so I phoned a bunch of different manufacturers in Canada. And I couldn't find a builder to do it for under 200000 Wow. So I went down to the States. Yep. And I went to a company called SDG Trailers in Georgia. Yep. Heard of them. They're amazing. They manufacture, they're food truck manufacturers. So they manufacture the trailer. They build the trailer from the ground up and then outfit it. So I told them exactly what I wanted. Now, and then back in 2020, you know, it was a little cheaper. Yeah. Prices from in two years by 50 grand. But I got exactly what I wanted and I got it at probably a fraction, like, I'll tell you the price. It was my, my unit was about 145 to get built Canadian. Wow. And that's tax, shipping, customs, and they delivered it right to my front door. Is that with the smoker in it or the smoker's additional? With the smoker, everything installed. Wow. Hey. Right. So, but, you know, it's it's a nice unit. Like it's, you know, you, you, you get what you can save money, right? So that part, you know, finalizing the build was easy. The funding, getting the funding, um, took some outsourcing because I had 
you know, COVID hit and everybody, everybody got hit with COVID. So I had to go for the business loan route, yep. uh, but with community futures out of Alberta here. Okay. And they're amazing. Right? You know, most, pretty much every city in Alberta will have a community futures and it's a group of local investors that invest in local entrepreneurs. Oh, nice. Um, so they're who I've dealt with and they were very gracious to give my business loan. And then they also provide mentorship and coaching. Perfect. Yep. Seed in your business, which is huge. Whereas you know, a bank's not going to do that. A bank's yeah. say yes. And because I've been seasonal and my trailer was getting built uh, through the year, I got my loan last May and then the trailer arrived in November. Um, they've been gracious to just make me, allow me to do interest only payments uh, right. for my first year until I'm operational yep. um, because they want to see you succeed. They don't yep. want to see their, their clients go bankrupt mm-hmm. before they're even open. So they've been great and they've made my life a lot easier. I, I yep. probably said the hard part of all of it was my business plan. Yeah. Right? Starting a business, I think that was the hardest part out of everything. Um, I don't have any business partners. I'm doing this as myself. So yep. um, again, it goes back to the internet. The internet is a wonderful tool. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's not as hard as it needs to be. I, you know, I've stressed out. Sure. Well, people do that, right? Um, and of course I'm stressing out right now because I'm a launching next week. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm just hoping for a good turnout. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the why and the where is is pretty straightforward. Like yeah. I, I want, and I just did a little research. Yeah, found out that it's with the right people to talk to. It's a lot easier, and don't spend your money in one place. Shop around. Yeah, no, I think that's important. Yeah, because somebody you, you might think you know being here, you're going to get a better cost than bringing it up from the states. But uh, you do a little research and you see uh, you saved yourself a ton of cash there, right? So. Yeah, and it's quality build, SDG yeah. trade, and right. I recommend Yeah, I've so. seen their stuff before, so yeah, no, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, timeline from idea to today, what, a couple of years? Two years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I said, I had the idea, well, well yeah, because I had the idea, you know, about spring 2020. Okay, so you're closer to three years then. And then May last year. Yep pen was put to paper and the build was started yep so yeah it was about two years exactly and another year another year to get it up and running yeah so i guess i could i could have started you know i look you know you know maybe covid wasn't the right time but food trucks actually did really well it was an yeah it was an option right Right? people could go and just get their food bring it home yep yeah but then i put my wife on mat leave too so yeah 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 (laughs) Up until now, and maybe you touched on it there, but what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you? Uh, the, bus- the business plan itself, or do you think there's something else that you would say has been the biggest <sighs> challenge? Even taking into account planning. The, uh, planning per- how about permitting and licensing with the city there? So that was actually easier than I thought. Okay. The- that I had to do all the inspections um, was kind of confusing. Like I had to do my plumbing inspection, my gas inspection, my heating inspection, my building inspection. And I asked them, the, you know, the city officer, I'm like, why do I need to do this if my trailer is built from a reputable manufacturer? Like I understand the people that take cube vans and outfit them. Yeah. I get that. They're like, oh, it's just, you know, 
part of what we need. I'm like, okay, well, how much is it? And they're like, inspection is 105 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then the inspectors come and they're inspecting my trailer. There's like five of them and they're just looking around. They're like, why are we inspecting this? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, this is the nicest trailer we've ever seen. I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then the health inspection, that's the biggest one actually is making sure you're set for your health inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the littlest things that, you know, every province is different, right? Yep. I know. So like in my, I'm based out of my house. So in my garage, I've got a nine by nine walk-in cooler. Okay. Right. So it's right in my garage and Cisco comes, they deliver to my house and they walk it in my garage. Right. One side of my garage is food truck. The other side of my garage is grad stuff. Yep. If you see, you got to build a wall. Okay. Yep. That's up. Alberta, we're kind of leaning on that. So don't need to, but there's certain little things that, you know, if your walking cooler has got too much fluctuation on the temperature, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So that was actually, you know, another hard find there is sourcing out a walk-in cooler. Yeah, no kidding. Not going to break the bank, and I happen to score big. Yeah. Any advice for you guys? Auctions. Yep, yeah. Auctions, those are a lifesaver. Well, especially your timing in that regard was probably might have been good with COVID, right? A lot of yeah. restaurants and food operations that didn't make it through. Oh, so, yeah, which is sad. I struck, but, out, yeah. I str- I struck out on one auction. Yeah. Like I was I was looking for a RoboCoop, which is my best friend. Okay. And uh, it's a food processor. Yeah. But it's the number yeah. one market. And I was you know fully prepared to buy one brand new, and they're fifteen hundred and up. Then I saw one on an auction. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ooh, I'll bid on this one. I think there's only a few pictures. I'm like. Looks like it's all there. I got the thing for 500 bucks. I was like, oh, score. Yep. So I go, I pick it up. I'm like, yeah, it's a little, a little banged up, but plug it in, it still works. But I was missing a couple pieces that I needed. So I went to Crown Kitchen Supply and I'm like, yeah, I need this, 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 and this. And they're like, yeah, right, that'll be this, 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 and this. That's 800 bucks. I'm like, geez. Hmm. And then they, they turned it on. They're like, oh, your bearings are about to go. I'm like, so I spent 500 bucks on a part unit. They're like, Kind of. Yeah. I'm like, ah, crap. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the most difficult part is just planning. Like, I, you know, from my previous job, it was just go, go, go. Mm. You know, just do that as a chemist and in the oil field. Yep. And you know, just to learn how to slow down. Yeah, it's a different uh, different pace for sure. Yeah, once you're uh, once the truck's open, you'll be used to that pace at least the fast uh, fast pace once you're going. Yeah, so. yeah, Boom. wicked. That's uh, yeah, awesome. So let's talk about the uh, the food uh, and the menu. What's uh, what can folks expect when they're coming out to see you? So every day is going to be pulled pork brisket. You can get the meat by itself, or you can get it on a sandwich. Yep. So we have the three options: um, hand cut fries every day. And then we're doing a chicken sandwich and a true Nashville hot chicken sandwich that I learned from a chef in Nashville. Nice. I'm weak for Nashville hot, and I haven't found one anywhere yet that has been real. Actually, that's not true. I found one that was, I gave him a nine and a nine out of nine. Yeah. It was, it was, it was in Castor. Okay. Yeah. at a little pub called the CCR, but uh, it was amazing. Yeah. But that's all. I've ever found in every other restaurant I go to, they're like, Oh, we got national hot chicken. Like, let me try it. I'm like, it's good, but it's not national hot. Yeah. So I like to say, I'm not shooting my own horn, but I like to say, I do one that's pretty damn authentic to true national hot. Yeah. And it packs a kick to it. So that's going to be on there. Um, I've got my saucy fries, my loaded fries, 
our saucy fries come with three different sauces on them. Loaded fries will have pickles, sauces, and your choice of brisket or pulled pork. Nice. Um, we do a grilled cheese for the kids. Again, the fries, they are hand-cut fries every morning. Awesome. We'll do brisket, grilled cheese, pulled pork, grilled cheese, and then daily specials. Daily Great. specials consist of spare rib, pork, St. Louis spare ribs, uh, meat candy, pork belly on a stick. We might do a taco Tuesday. Yep. Um, they do some burrito taco, but with brisket instead of goat, like they use in Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, beef ribs one yeah. day a week. Nice. Every day is going to be a different special. You plan to be hope. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Pastrami as well. Once oh, nice. Yep. Once we will do, uh, we'll have two bris- two pastrami's ready. Nice. And when they're gone. Yep. That's a treat. Planning to be open every day. What's the what's the thought there? Tuesday through Saturday. Yep. We open at 11 a.m. and then we close when we're sold out. And we will be located primarily in the Hash Browns Homestead parking lot. Okay. Yeah. Red. Deer. Yep. Um, but then alternating between there and the new PV Mart. But I will post every morning on the Craddy Shack Southern Barbecue Instagram and Facebook where we are in case we go somewhere else. But for the most part, it's going to be one of those two locations, and we will always post on where we are. Awesome. Yeah, it's nice to have some consistency, right? That. Yeah. yeah. If. if I find if people know where you are, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Awesome. When is uh, when's the plan? First day. I'm hoping May second, May fourth at the latest. Okay, so coming up no. in the next week or so here. I hope to see you there, man. It's- I'll uh, yeah, we'll get up there. I don't know if I'll get up there for opening. We're uh, taking a little holiday here right away, but uh, uh, certainly we'll get up there before too long and uh, see what you got going on. So. Well, I'll be open till snow falls. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. Any thoughts of uh, off-season, what you might do? Um, well, I have the option to go back to my previous job, and uh, my goal is not to. Yep. <laughs> It'd be nice to have a winter off. Yeah. I uh, thought about catering in the winter, but um, I'm just going to let that ball roll. See how it goes, yeah. Yep. It, and I might do it. Yeah. Um, But it's... Uh, not something I have. I've put a lot of thought into yet. Yeah, Wor- okay. worry about that when you get there, right? Worry about that when I get there. Let's, let's, let's get through the first season. Yep, and uh, see if the Canadian teams can make it past the first round. Yeah, I know where I am. <laughs> my, my team didn't even make it. So who was that? I'm a Canucks fan, born oh, okay. and bred. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. You guys like to riot. Have you ever been in a riot? It's pretty exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think you're in a good spot there. You, you know, you've got obviously that central Alberta community, but you're you're close enough to Calgary and Edmonton, and it's a lot of traffic uh, going through there. That uh, you know, you can certainly bring in some people. I think so. Yeah, and like my main location, Hash Browns, is right off the highway. Perfect. Yeah, I've I've heard about them. I don't know. Yeah, no, they're great. Yeah, great, great small barbecue farm supply store. Yep. they carry a lot of great barbecue stuff. So. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a perfect location, right? And then yeah, hardware yeah. hardware store too. Nothing wrong with that. So exactly. Yep. So. Awesome. Uh, mentioned it earlier. Instagram at Craddy Shack Southern BBQ. Is that the best? That's the best place for folks to find info. And yeah, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. I've got a TikTok too. Yeah. But TikTok is a it's another world. Yeah, it's a different. Uh, <laughs> I've tried to get it, tried to get into it. I just don't have the time to commit to. Yeah, it's, a picture is way easier than a video. Yeah. 
So, but I got to start getting into videos for my everyday posting. But yeah, yeah, you'll get that. Uh, get into that routine, right? So. Yeah. Awesome, Aaron. Uh, last question. Anything else you want to throw out there before we wrap her up? Uh, oh man, I'm just I'm, gr- I'm grateful that you were kind oh. enough to bring. The- oh, I'm excited. I've been like I said, I was following you before you changed the name and everything, and. Uh, when Travis yeah, uh, yeah. Travis dropped me a line last week, and uh, I no. expect him to rack up like a hundred thousand sales. Oh, Travis will uh, he'll be a regular. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a beaut. He was actually the one that uh, got me. I did the TV special on X Marks TV, and Travis was the one that got that going for me too. Oh, perfect. We didn't even. Oh, oh yeah, you're gonna do TV. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's a, uh, yeah. Again, I really appreciate you having me on here. It's been uh, great to talk barbecue and my pleasure, man. Looking forward to getting up there and uh, checking it out. Uh, Red Deer area, Central Alberta. Watch for uh, Craddy Shack Southern Barbecue coming uh, early in May, May second, May fourth, and around there opening up. Check out the Instagram for locations. Uh, Aaron, thanks so much. Uh, last question I ask everybody: uh, You you got the grill or the smoker fired up at home? What's the uh, what's the go to for you at home? Ribs. Ribs. Yeah. Pork, pork ribs, yeah, yeah. I'm a freak for them. So, what's the method? Just straight out, or you do the wrap, or what's your method? Uh, I alternate. Yeah. I do my last ones. I went straight out. Yeah, ones before. I've done the wrap, so I I mix it up. There you go. Food truck, they're going to be straight out. Yeah, on the food truck. So yeah, you don't have time to be messing around with the uh, wraps and stuff when you're got when you're doing that many, no. right? So. I did uh, a few, about a month ago some bison ribs, bison back ribs from uh, HGB Bison, just kind of in olds here. So just kind of between you and yeah. I, and uh, I forgot I should have just with bison being so lean, it cooks so much faster. And I had planned for like a five-hour cook, and two two and a half hours in, these things are done. I'm not I'm not ready for dinner, and so it's panics putting a, wrapping them, trying to just keep them uh, from drying out on me. So. Well, if you're ever up here, I'll introduce you to my neighbor. He's a bison whisperer. He owns a couple of bison farms. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. He owns one of the uh, butcher shops here. Oh, perfect. And Matheson actually came and came to his farm because he wanted to cook bison and reached out to him and Matty Matheson came to his farm. And oh, wicked. For two days. So nice. Bison whisperer. Yeah. So you let me know if you're up here, you want bison, I'll introduce you to the guy. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Aaron, thanks so much. Good luck with the- Thank uh, you, Ryan. Good luck with the opening. Excited to see what's uh, what's happening up there. It's awesome. Awesome. You have a wonderful evening. We look forward to seeing you in the future. You too, buddy. Cheers. Take care. You are listening to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news, brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. I'm proud to be a part of the Barrel Boss Q family, and I highly recommend you give them a look if you're in the market for a charcoal drum smoker. Visit them online at BarrelBossQ.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A. And follow them on Facebook and Instagram, and tell them you heard about them on Eat More Barbecue. Not so much barbecue news this week, but I'm going to 
pull out the old soapbox and get up on there and have a little rant here, folks. I start every episode by asking my guests, what does barbecue mean to you? The answers I get vary with different guests interpreting the question differently, but the most common response seems to be along the lines of family, friends, and community. Our barbecue community is a big, amazing family that is welcoming and helpful. Earlier in the episode here this week, Aaron talked about how incredible Bevan from Redneck Kitchen has been to him, welcoming him into his home and giving him all sorts of help getting his food trailer business up and running. Sure, we all have different ways of doing things. We cook on different types and brands of cookers. Sometimes we're connected to brands that are in competition with with what the next person uses. But at the end of the day, we all just love getting outside and cooking. I'm bringing this up here because lately I've seen and heard about some ugly stuff happening in the community and it bothers me. Aggression towards others in the community. Folks ganging up to discredit other cooks. People using their platforms to spread hate against marginalized groups of people. I just want to give a reminder to everyone to be kind. Choose love and inclusion instead of hate and divisiveness. There's enough garbage out there in the world that we don't need to bring all that into our lovely little barbecue community. At the end of the day, we're all part of this great big barbecue family because we love getting together around the fire to make great food for our loved ones. Take it easy on on one another. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there's someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta. Whether you're here in Alberta or elsewhere, get on out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. <laughs>